Hi, I'm Ray with another rant. It's Boxing Day, isn't it? So we've had Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Where does that come from? I can't remember. I did know I looked these things up and then I can't remember. I hope you've had a, a good Christmas Day, good Christmas Eve. Uh, we lit the coal fire. I like the coal fire going Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And today we've got the family round. So that's going to be interesting. It's early morning at the moment. We've got the family round. So I hope your Christmas went all right. We actually had a, a great day, Christmas Day, just the two of us. I will look up Boxing Day, find out where that name comes from. I'll have a look. If I remember, I'll tell you uh, later on during the episode. If I remember, you know what my memory's like. I'll probably forget. Now, a little bit of response. Well, quite a lot of response, actually, from the Identical Twins episode. Do you remember I did that one? Candy, hello, Candy. She says her and her Identical Twins sister, doesn't mention her name, they both worked for a motor factor. Uh, that's where you uh, they supply parts to local garages, isn't it? Mechanical parts, spares for cars, that sort of thing. And she said that uh, she was in the stores and her sister was out in, in one of the vans. And she said what they did was they swapped places. One day her sister said, oh, I fell out of going out in the van all the time. This was in the winter, apparently. So they swapped places. She said, well, I'll tell you what, you come in the stores, I'll take the van out. They were both insured, by the way, to drive the van. Everyone was there in case there was someone of ill, then someone else could take the van out. And she said every now and then they just swap places just for the day, just for a bit of a change. And eventually it became more and more and they did it permanently. And one of the customers told the boss and apparently the boss said, yes, I know. I know about that. He didn't because he asked the... <laughs> He asked the girls, you know, what are you up to? You swap places. They said, well, yes, he didn't mind. Apparently, he said, well, if you get on with the job, that's good enough for me. Do what you like. He said, I don't care who's in the van and who's in the stores. So thanks for that email, Candy. That's brilliant. I've got a lot of others, but I won't go into reading them all. But uh, it is really nice to get feedback from you all. OK, I mentioned in the midweek message about, uh, what was it, surnames as in uh, John's son. Johnson, that was John's son. Of course, in the old days, now when were the old days? I'm not going back to the 50s now, am I? I've still got a bit of a sore throat, actually, so sorry about not sounding too good. So back in the very old days, hundreds of years, if not thousands of years ago, people didn't have surnames, did they? You know, you didn't have all the, like, Mr and Mrs, like we do now. So if someone was called John, I suppose he thought, oh, I'll be called John, that sounds good. Then his son, people knew him, as John's son, so that the name became Johnson. Why not John's daughter? I suppose, you know, John's son, you can't have John's daughter, can you? Mrs. John's daughter. <laughs> anyway, there we are. And uh, David's son, Erickson. Erickson, they are the phone people. Perhaps that was Eric's son. Then there's the other names, as I mentioned in the midweek message, Mr. Naylor. What did he do? Bang nails into coffins, possibly. Mr. Joyner, perhaps he made cabinets. There are so many... There's the blacksmith and there's the smithy, Mr. Smith. Well, there's, there's all sorts of wordsmith, uh, locksmith. Mr. Locksmith and Mr. Key. Mr. Carpenter, Mrs. Baker, Mrs. Candlestick Maker. No, you can't have candlestick maker. Farmer, Mr. Farmer. Now, Mr. Baker obviously made the bread. Mr. Farmer. So all these names meant something. They all came. Oh, Mr. Shepherd. That's a name, isn't it? Mr. Shepherd. <laughs> so pretty obvious what his job was. There are some more sinister names, aren't there? Mr. Graves, Mr. Slaughter, Mrs. Death, pronounced Diarth, don't they pronounce that Diarth? Mr. Butcher, 
quite interesting. I must look into this, actually, just out of uh, curiosity, see what I could find on the internet. As I said, I did have a quick look, had a look round to see what's what. And there are places that uh, I think you have to pay, but you can find out what your surname means, where it originated from. That's if you can be... Can you be bothered? I don't know whether I can be bothered, to be honest. So what did you get for Christmas? Perhaps someone signed you up at an ancestry site. Have you seen those ancestry sites? You can look back, follow your family tree. I've never done that. I suppose, again, I've never really been interested uh, you know, to discover that, I don't know, two or three hundred years ago, one of my great-great-great-grandfathers or whatever was some, <laughs> was some robber or something or banged in jail for something. I don't know. I suppose it's quite interesting. But uh, So anyway, what did you get for Christmas? You'll have to email me ready for next Sunday's podcast. Tell me what you got for Christmas. I hope you had a good day. All this lockdown business, it's a, it's a bit of a pain, isn't it? People have been saying to me, what do you think? Will there be a lockdown after Christmas? Will there be lockdown for Christmas? All along, I've said, I reckon after Christmas, there will be some serious lockdowns. But how long can this go on for? Anyway, we won't go on about that because you will all be going to sleep. It's every day on the television, isn't it? Every time you turn the telly on or the radio, it's the government, it's Boris or wherever you are, whatever country you're in. I'm sure it's the same. Covid, lockdown. I don't know where it's all going to end. If it ever will end, people are saying this is like the flu. It'll pop back every winter and uh, drag a few of us down to bed for a few days and we'll be okay. I don't know. Street names, that's another one, isn't it? Street names. Now, who is our mayor of London? He wants to change a lot of the street names in London, which I, I don't know. Do you think that's a good idea? I don't. There's one interesting one I saw on the telly. It's uh, Black Boy Lane, and there's a pub called the Black Boy Pub. Now, that name apparently comes from a long, long time ago when there was a blacksmith there, and the blacksmith was known, presumably, as Black Boy. He's covered in coal, isn't he? And, you know, muck. So he was just known as, I don't know, the Blackie the Blacksmith or whatever they called him. And that's why it was called Black Boy Lane. And the pub was called the Black Boy Pub. I don't know, people want that changed. What are your thoughts on that? That would be interesting. Had an email from Paul. Hello, Paul, about surnames. Paul says, now this is different. He's called himself Mr Winchester. He said, I don't want to give my address away. He said, but this is exactly the way it goes. I am Mr Winchester of Winchester Road, Winchester. <laughs> he said, it's all, it all gets a bit involved. Where do you live? Winchester Road. What's your name? Winchester. No, you've done that. What town is it? Winchester. What was your name? Winchester. <laughs> I mean, that's not his name. I don't know what it is. Perhaps it would be, where am I? Worthing. Yeah, I could be Mr. Worthing, Worthing Road, Worthing. But uh, yeah, good one, Paul. Paul goes on to say about politics. He said, Ray, why don't you mention politics more often there's so much happening but you don't mention it Paul my podcasts are a bit of escapism or hopefully they are from things like politics a bit of nostalgia looking back to the good old days or what I think were the good old days anyway turn on the radio listen to the news on the radio you get Boris Keir Starmer Brexit Covid rubber dinghies coming across the channel full of people put the tv on same old thing. Keir Starmer says Boris should do this. Boris says Keir Starmer should do that. Brexit, rubber dinghies, Covid, it's the whole thing. It's on and on and on, isn't it? People left out that haven't had furlough money. 
restaurants, pubs. I know it's all important stuff, but I just didn't want to bring it all into my podcast episodes because, as I say, I'm meant to be talking about the 50s. I know surnames aren't exactly the 50s and 60s. I suppose, in a way, it's going back hundreds of years, isn't it, to where surnames originated from? Or maybe thousands of years. I don't know. Where did it all start? When did people start calling people John's son and stuff like that? I don't know. Of course, back in the 50s, just going back to Paul's comment again, back in the 50s, we didn't have microphones and cameras in the House of Commons. So you didn't have all this on live TV. Every Wednesday at midday, my wife, uh, Trish, she calls it the farmyard time, Prime Minister's question time, because it sounds like a farmyard. Oh, here, here, here. It, honestly, it, it does sound like a farmyard. Old MacDonald had a farm and she hates it. I, I, well, I used to watch it every week, but now, to be honest, I might watch the first five or ten minutes of it and then I can't be bothered with it it's just because I think they're on camera now and they didn't used to be because they're on live tv it's more like a show it's point scoring isn't it well Keir Starmer did this then Starmer will stand up yeah Boris did that it's like kids in the playground he did it he started no I didn't yes you did you did this I don't know, Paul. I think we're steer away from politics and all that stuff. In which case, I suppose it's best to steer away from social media or Twitter, at least, because Twitter, well, with the politicians, MPs, they're on Twitter. Doctors, nurses, MPs, police, they're all on Twitter. They're all putting their comments on Twitter. And of course, if someone, if you disagree with someone, they'll say, well, you're an idiot <laughs> or, or you're racist. And some poor chap just made a comment about something and he gets a load of stick for it. I, I don't comment on Twitter. I just read it all. I don't comment because I know some of the replies can be really nasty. But as I say, back in the old days, in the 50s and 60s, you couldn't all, you know, all the, what are they, keyboard warriors, couldn't all sit at your keyboard bashing out all this horrible stuff to each other. You heard the, the news on the radio and the TV and all you heard was the news not the newsreader's uh, comments, what he thinks. I mean, these days, the newsreader will say, oh, Boris Johnson did this or that. And then he'll say, well, I totally agree with him. The bloke's an idiot. And you think, well, hang on a minute. You're supposed to be reading the news. We don't want what you think. We're not interested in what you think about Boris or Keir Starmer. Honestly, it's, the whole thing is so childish now. It's a shame. As I say, politics did, it used to interest me. I used to follow it, but I really can't be bothered now. So there we are, Paul. That's uh, that's my thoughts on politics. Well, mentioning politics on the podcast anyway. What we do sometimes, do you find this? The television is on. A lot of people have the television on, whether they're watching it or not. It just sits in the corner of the room, or these days hangs on the wall, and it's on. And they're talking rubbish on the telly. There's adverts where the trumpets blaring and people shouting at you. If you turn it off, suddenly there's peace and quiet and tranquility. It's lovely, absolutely lovely feeling. We do that some evenings. There'll be some idiot advert shouting, oh, trumpets blasting at you, talking a load of rubbish. Turn it off and we just listen. Silence. Can't hear anything. 
could hear a pin drop, as they used to say. It is lovely. It's a lovely experience. Try it sometime. And the radio as well. A lot of people will have a radio on. And there's some DJ talking, alone of inane drivel. And <laughs> playing music that no one likes. Turn it off. Bliss. Oh, peace. Bliss. Beautiful. Talking of DJs. Because I've got this cold, you probably hear me breathe in between sentences such as... Like that. Okay, I mean, that was exaggerated, obviously. But some DJs and newsreaders, they do this sharp intake of breath. The DJ will say, and uh, coming up next on the station, we have the Rolling Stones. Another one from Mick Jagger. Have you heard that? You'll listen now. It's funny, because unless, until people are aware of something, they don't always notice it. I notice things like that. I listen out. I must be mad. <laughs> I listen out for things like that. Lewis, the TV programme, Lewis. The music in that is too loud. Okay, it's too loud. It's not so much a tune. It's it's ever sort of decreasing notes. Du, 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 du. And then again. Du, du, du. Next time you watch an episode of Lewis, you'll say, oh yeah, Ray's right. <laughs> And it's damn annoying. <laughs> Talking of the, the good old days. Oh, I watched uh, Christmas Carol the other day. Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> That's quite funny. But uh, yeah, he, he gave the turkey. He bought the turkey, didn't he, for the Cratchit family. Do you know, back in the 30s, in the 1930s, a lot of people would have a goose. People with very little money, going back even further, would have rabbit because they couldn't afford a turkey. But even in the 30s, a turkey, the price of a turkey, was a week's wages for many people. Imagine that, a whole week's wages for one turkey. And people would save up for it all year. They'd save up for the turkey. And of course, that's where Christmas clubs... Do you remember the Christmas clubs you pay in, I don't know, a shilling or one and sixpence a week or something? Then come Christmas, you go to collect your money or whatever... And you might have, I don't know, 18 and sixpence halfpenny. Wow, I'm loaded, I'm rich. You go and buy a turkey. So it was, I don't know, it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? The very poor people had rabbit. Everyone else had goose. And the people with money had turkey. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He was moaning about people with money. It's all right for them. It's always the poor that get hammered. I mean, he's right in a lot of what he was saying. But the trouble is with him, he's jealous. It's no good being jealous I mean, I know people that have got a lot more money than I have. I'm not jealous. I think, well, good luck to them. They've done well. One chap I know in particular, he's worked extremely hard over the last, what, 15, 20 years, and he's made it. A hugely successful businessman. Well, I don't go around saying, well, it's all right for him. <laughs> I'm not jealous. Good grief. I admire what he's done. I think it's good. Anyway, that's nothing to do with it. Did you see, no, you wouldn't have done, the sunrise this morning. I was awake early, because I've got this blasted cold thing. I was awake early, perfectly clear blue sky. And as the sun came up, before it was above the horizon, the sky started turning orange. There were one or two clouds in the distance. What a lovely sunset. And all this was looking, I was looking through a tree with no leaves. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Worth getting up early and having a look over to the, where are, well, it depends where you live, I suppose. Look over to the... East. We were watching a film the other day. What was it? Jungle Cruise. That was it. This big, muscly bloke on a boat. Have you seen Jungle Cruise? It's quite good, actually. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
The only thing is, when they're talking, you've got to turn the volume up because you can't hear it. And then suddenly there's banging and music and guns. Goodness me. Honestly, it nearly blows your head off. So you turn the TV down. You're constantly on the volume on the remote. Up, down, up, down. Oh, dear. As my father-in-law used to say. No, I can't. <laughs> He'd say, up and down like a... Anyway, I won't go into that. <laughs> he could be quite rude, bless his cotton socks. But no, some of the, the TV programmes, they are extremely loud. And then when they are talking, you, you can't hear what they're saying. Well, I can't. Perhaps it's me. I don't know. Just going back to the old days, um, I was reminded yesterday about nuts. Do you remember nuts at Christmas? They'd, they'd all be in their shells. Walnuts, Brazil nuts. The Brazil nuts were in, well, they're like granite, aren't they? The shells are like granite. And you, you sit there at the table with the nutcrackers and you can't open the damn things. Well, I couldn't. I remember people bashing them on the table and getting told off because they've dented the table. Whereas these days, it's all done for you. But I think a lot, a lot of people back then, they just didn't bother with nuts. Walnuts were okay because they were fairly easy to break open. But things like Brazil nuts and some of the others, they were just a nightmare. So that's one thing about the, the good old days, as I call them, that I didn't like. Do you remember the dates? They still have them. Eat me, it says on the box. <laughs> Eat me. It has some Wonderland. The bottle said drink me, didn't it? Says that on my beer cans. Drink me. Well, it doesn't. But uh, yeah, the nut, the dates, the nuts, the dates. It was all good fun. Tangerines and all that stuff. People, I don't know, do you buy a load of stuff that you don't really need? Do you go shopping and, right, we've got two days. We've got Christmas Day and Boxing Day. We've got to buy up half the supermarket stock <laughs> because the shops will be closed. Good grief, they're closing. I don't know. I've, I've watched people um, come out of supermarkets with their trolleys. You think, God, you know, we haven't got a month off. We haven't got like six months supply to stock up on. It's only a couple of days. I don't know. It's all rather strange, isn't it? Actually, talking of breathing like that, as I keep doing, I've got a kind of audio program. I can't make it work. Yeah, there's a breathing button and you press that and you can adjust it. So it, it sort of cuts out or cuts down the, the breathing noises. But that doesn't work. Now, talking of travelling abroad, travelling around Europe, which we weren't, I again was reminded of the old days. I saw something on TV. Can't remember what it was. I don't watch much TV because it hurts my ears and I'm forever turning the volume up and down. But I forget what film it was, but they were travelling around Europe and every time you cross a border, you get your passport stamped. Now, I haven't travelled around Europe. I've been to Spain, I've been to France, uh, Portugal, Greece. But the, uh, the other countries in Europe where you just cross the border, you get your passport stamped and the money's different, isn't it? The currency is different. A lot of people liked that. I've had over the years several older people say to me, they were good days, it was nice. You cross the border into another country, stamp your passport, you've got different money, different currency, different culture. Whereas now it's all one money, one culture, <laughs> one huge country. But now you see, I shouldn't go on about that because you'll be saying, are you a Remainer or a Brexiteer? <laughs> Remainer or Brexiteer, I love it. Again, if you, you comment on Twitter or something, I'm a Remainer or I'm a Brexiteer, you get a load of abuse hurled <laughs> at you. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with people. A friend of mine bought a new washing machine a few years ago. Well, he reckons about eight years ago and it's been fine. 
and he's been paying insurance on it. You know, you can take out extra insurance. Well, when it eventually did go wrong, they said, well, no, it's too old now. Apparently they only insure it, is it a few years? I don't know, up to say five years. And he was saying it's a waste of money. I think the best thing to do, instead of buying insurance for each item, like you can insure your vacuum cleaner, take out extended warranty or whatever it's called, put the money into a pot each week. If it works out at a pound or two each week, just put that into a jar. That's what we did in the good old days. Do you know, we had money boxes back in the 50s, a money box with several slots in, and it would say telephone, rent, electricity, gas, rates. And you put your loose change, or you put a bit in each one, then come the end of the month or whenever you had to pay, hopefully you had enough. That's if you hadn't robbed the box to go down the pub in the meantime. There's a lot of noise out in the street. I don't know what's going on out there. Now, was it Ray, my namesake, said, uh, compare a week now to a week in the 50s? So is it compared to or compared with? I don't know. I know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, never mind. So let's take the run up to Christmas now and compare that to or with the run up to Christmas in the 50s. Now, in the 50s, of course, I was at school, so I can't do the adult perspective but the thing is, school had broken up, which was brilliant. We're all looking forward to Christmas. We're waiting for the snow to come. We're wondering what presents we've got. As a child's perspective, it was brilliant. I think now it still is for children, but it's more, I don't know, it's more computer stuff, isn't it? Computer, not games. What is it, Xbox? Xbox and all these things they have, I don't know. Whereas in my day, it... <laughs> You get a wooden jigsaw puzzle. Wow. No, it was good. I remember getting, now how old would I be? This must be early 60s. A Mamod model steam engine. Do you remember the Mamod? M, was it? M-A-M-M-O-D, Mamod. And that was brilliant. I remember I filled it up with water. The boiler filled it up with water. Put the methylated spirits blocks, those little white blocks in the in the tray. Put that under the boiler, lit them. I waited and I waited and I waited and eventually steam started to come out and the flywheel moved a fraction of an inch. Oh, hang on a minute. It's moved again. And then suddenly, with a little bit of help, give it a spin, it was off. Fantastic. A friend of mine fired his up recently and he bought a little a generator with LED lights on it and he was showing his grandson elastic band from the pulley on the flywheel to this little generator and the steam engine. He did a video of it actually and sent it to me. It was great. The steam engine's running flat out, the generator's whizzing around and the LEDs are alight. Fantastic. And apparently his grandson was really interested in that. I think that's probably what's missing these days. Everyone's sitting at a keyboard or on a keypad. There's no... Are there mechanical toys? I mean, look at Meccano. Every year, kids would get a, an extra bit of Meccano to go with their set. They might get the electric motor or they might get a load of, I don't know, bits and pieces, Meccano bits and pieces to add to their ever-growing Meccano set. There was a lot of mechanical stuff for boys. Oh, oh, I mustn't say that. For boys and girls. Oh, no, I can't say that, can I? A lot of mechanical stuff for small humans. <laughs> <laughs> for tiny humans. Can I say kids? Anyone taking offence if I say children? Is that all right? Are you sure? Don't want to upset anyone. No, I mustn't joke. Actually, I must. It's all stupid. But 
So, yeah, the, the boys, I will say it, yeah, the boys play with Meccano and the girls had uh, their dolls and a doll's house and a, a pram, little pram to put the dolls in. It was great. And I suppose if girls wanted to play with the Meccano, they could. And if the boys wanted to push the doll around in the pram, they could. Probably best not to do it out in the street in front of your mates, but uh, you're quite at liberty to do so. The difference between then and now is difficult, actually. The difference. Mums went shopping, as they do now. The dads <laughs> didn't do much at all, as they don't now. Nothing's changed, really. The mums do all the, the shopping, the cooking and all that sort of thing. I mean, I do help in the kitchen, but to be honest, I'm in the way. Tricia will say to me, look, go in the other room, go upstairs, play on your radios or something, go and talk to your fellow nerds and leave me to get on with it because I'm more of a hindrance than a help. I can come up here and talk rubbish to my friends on the radio or turn the <laughs> turn the recorder on and talk rubbish to you. An hour of rubbish. Actually, I don't think it's going to be an hour today because <coughs> I've still got this sore throat and a bit of a cough and all this talking rubbish is wearing me out a bit, wearing out my throat, my voice box. Do they still call it a voice box? They used to, the Adam's apple. I remember my grandfather saying that was your voice box. I don't know. To use my son's expression again, here's the thing. Now, here is the thing. I've got a bit of a cold, as you know. Where did I get it from? I haven't been out. I've been not self-isolating as such, but as I'm getting on in years, I've been keeping away from people. I've not been going out. I've been out for a walk a few times. But I haven't passed anyone in the street. Well, not that I can remember anyway. I haven't been into a shop. Oh, yes, I did. I popped into Wix. I wanted a bit of trunking for some wiring I'm doing. But in Wix, I didn't see anyone. I grabbed the trunking, went straight to the till. The chap's behind a, behind a plastic screen. I'm actually losing my voice now. So I don't think I would have got it from Wix. I haven't been anywhere else. I haven't been into a shop apart from that. I haven't been into a pub or anywhere. I haven't been anywhere. So where has this come from? Uh, Trisha hasn't got a cold. She's okay, unless she's a carrier. Has she bought this um, cold germ back with her from somewhere? I I'm going to have to have a drink of water, I think. Now, that's better. Here's the thing. That cold that I've got, this germ that I've got, virus, whatever it is, that could have so easily been covid as it happens, you know, I've taken my lateral flow test and all that, and I'm okay. It's just a sore throat, bit of a cold. But I picked that up from someone. That's the point. I got it from someone, didn't I? You know, I didn't get it from feeding the birds in the garden. Well, I wouldn't have thought so. Or the squirrels. <laughs> Unless I've got squirrel flu. No, seriously, that could have so easily been COVID. I've obviously been in close contact with someone somewhere at some time, but who, where and when? I can't think. So moving away from ills and viruses and aches and pains for a minute, that sunset this morning, as I was looking at that, it made me think, we are such a small dot, aren't we, in the whole universe? You know, our planet Earth is a tiny, minuscule little dot in the middle of this huge universe. We're kind of nothing. There's me saying, oh, I've got a cold. Oh, I feel awful. I'm nothing, am I? I'm a dot in time. You think, how how long has the Earth been here? Million, was it 100 million years or more? And there's me, 
absolutely, totally and utterly insignificant in the whole plan, the whole scheme of things, moaning about my cold. <laughs> my mum always said, don't moan about something if you can't do anything about it. And that's true, I can't do anything about my cold, so there's no point in moaning. My neighbour the other day said, have some whiskey, have a bottle of whiskey. I don't like whiskey. I'll tell you why I don't like whiskey. When I was about eight, nine, ten years old, my father said, I had toothache, dreadful toothache, one evening. And he said, swill this whiskey around the mouth and around the bad tooth. It'll take the pain away, which it did. But the taste of the whiskey, oh, God, it put me off for life, which is probably a good thing, actually, because otherwise I'd have a, a bottle of whiskey on the, on the desk here. No, I wouldn't. Ah, <laughs> dear. First thing in the morning, bottle of whiskey on the desk. What did you have for breakfast? Oh, I had a bottle of scotch. <laughs> no, I don't like spirits. I don't like gin. All this stuff about gin, you've probably heard about that. All gin on TV adverts. What is it? You have gin delivered in a box. Um, who does the ad? Oh, Michael Schofield does the advert, doesn't he? And what's all this about all these different flavoured gins? In the old days, it was gin. Oh, pink gin. Which was, what's pink gin? It's poisonous, isn't it? Ang Angostura bitters or something. You rinse around the glass and then tip it out, then pour the gin in it and it, it makes it pink. Anyway, I've, I've never really been into spirits, which is probably a good thing. Vodka, I don't see the point of. It doesn't taste, well, it tastes slightly of something, but it's not particularly nice. Don't like the taste of gin, don't like whiskey. And then these other th these liqueurs, they're awful. What was that? Is it Cointreau? Yeah, Cointreau, you take the lid off the bottle. There's all sugar around the lid. I mean, talk about calories. Cointreau. It's quite a nice taste, actually. Oh, I saw something the other day. Uh, what was it? A Bailey's Bailey's hot chocolate. I don't know, it's probably a hot chocolate with a bit of Bailey's poured into it. In a, in a pub, outside a pub. It was uh, on a blackboard. Eight pounds. How much? Having a laugh, aren't you? I'm only trying to earn a shilling, Governor. Eight pounds. Good grief. Some of the prices of drinks now, it, I really do wonder. I know that pubs and hospitality, I know they're in trouble because of COVID. People are keeping away. I mean, there's no lockdown at the moment. There hasn't been up to Christmas. There's been no lockdown. But people have kind of introduced their own lockdown. They've cancelled meals. They've cancelled Christmas parties, Christmas lunch. They've been cancelling left, right and centre from what I'm hearing on the telly. So the pubs are having enough trouble as it is. I think they'd be better off if they reduced, I suppose they can't reduce the uh, prices of beer and things, can they? Because a lot of the pubs are brewery owned. The brewery sets the price. You've got all the cheap beer from supermarkets, the cheap drink. I don't know what's going to happen long term. I think uh, drink prices will have to come down if they're going to encourage people back to the pubs or what pubs there are left. There probably won't be any left after all this. Now, here's the thing. I must stop saying that. Here's, no, this is the thing. No, the thing is, back in my day, in the 60s, when I started going to pubs, a pub was a pub. These days, they're restaurants. They're kind of food places. In the 60s, well, and before, you would all meet in the pub. You had your regulars, your locals. You'd all meet in the pub. You'd stand at the bar and you'd all have a chat how your day had been, you'd have a chat. You'd buy and sell cars if someone's after a car. You'd say, oh, speak to so-and-so, he's selling a car. If you wanted a plumber, oh yeah, old Jack, go and talk to Jack, he's a plumber. It was a good community. 
the pub community it was brilliant. They, they weren't all drunken alcoholics. Well, most of them weren't. <laughs> no, seriously. It was a really, the pub community, well, it was a public house, which is what they were originally, a public meeting place where business was done. Now, there are very few pubs in inverted I hate that when people hold up their feet, two fingers, inverted commas. <laughs> Why not just say pubs in inverted commas? But there aren't any. Well, there are one or two. There are a few. I don't know about London. I don't go to London anymore. There are one or two pubs around, proper pubs, where they don't do uh, all this food. It started out, didn't it? Basket meals. Do you remember? Scampi and chips in a basket with a bit of old tissue paper in it and it was all greasy and awful. I never did like scampi anyway. But pubs didn't do, you know, pubs weren't restaurants. They were pubs where you go chatting and drinking. You'd meet the regulars in there. You'd have your local pub. You were loyal to your local pub. It was great. So I think in many ways, I suppose what happened was over the years, people started to eat out more and breweries thought, well, okay, let's cater for them. Let's give them food because there's probably more money in food than there is in booze. I know that there's not a lot of profit. I remember a friend of mine years ago had a pub and I said, what is the profit on a pint of beer? Oh, oh, pennies, he said, pennies, one or two pennies. And I was a bit gullible. I, I, I thought, oh, that's not much, you know. It's not pennies at all. He was making a pound a pint because I spoke to the other chap behind the bar and he said, it's not pennies, he's making a pound a pint, which wasn't too bad. But there's more money in food. Well, so I've been told anyway. I mean, I don't know. I don't go out. I do miss having the, the local pub. A lot of them have gone. We did have, well, a lot, I was going to say two or three, probably two or three dozen around the town have gone. And some of them were really nice, especially at Christmas with the decorations and the tree, all the lights everywhere. They were really sort of cosy. They were warm, nice, warm, cosy places. And they were very welcoming. You know, you walk in there and there's the atmosphere. It was fantastic, the atmosphere. People would say, oh, hi, how are you doing? What's that programme in America? Cheers. Everyone knows your name and everyone's glad you came. Really nice, friendly places. Whereas now you just... I don't know, you walk in the, into a pub and, you know, are, are you eating or drinking? Well, well we're just going to have a beer, actually. Oh, well, can you go and sit over there out of the way? <laughs> no, it's not quite that bad, but it, it's not far off. All those tables, you can't sit there, they're all for food. Well, oh, OK, where, where do I go then? Well, if you have to sit down, there's one or two tables down there. I, I don't know, um, you can't stand at the bar. I mean, that was the thing, standing at the bar, chatting to the barmaid, chatting to the landlord. It was all part of it, all part of the, the pub scene, the atmosphere. Anyway, as my mum said, no point in moaning about that because I can't change it. I wonder whether it will ever come back. You know how things do full circle, don't they? What goes round comes round. I wonder whether breweries one day will think, hang on a minute, let's get rid of all this food nonsense. Let's chuck out all the people that only come here for food. Let's get some good regular drinkers back in the pub. I don't know. I doubt it because the money isn't there. Mind you, that friend of mine that had a pub, he said uh, he, he bought a whole, you know, the mixers, the little bottles. They were Schweppes mixers. Uh, I don't know, grapefruit, orange, whatever they are. He was selling, though, I have a job to think of the prices. The mixers he was selling, 
I think it was £1.30 or something for a mixer. Do you know what he was paying for those mixers? 15 pence. How about that? 15 pence each. And he said to me, the money in drinks is in soft drinks, not alcohol. There's no money in that. It's the soft drinks. I remember lemonade, pint of orange juice and lemonade. Okay, it was the same price as a pint of beer. Now, a little bit of orange juice in the bottom and the lemonade, he had it behind the bar. It said on it, Tesco's 20 pence. And I said to him, you could at least take the label off. You're selling this at the same price as, as a pint of beer. And it says on the lemonade, Tesco's 20 pence. So it was the cheapest possible lemonade. It wasn't even Schweppes. And there is a difference. Do you think there's a difference between, say, Tesco's or Sainsbury's lemonade and then something like Schweppes lemonade? There is a difference. I can tell the difference. I know there is. I remember my mother years ago when I was at home as a kid. I only liked Cross and Blackwell beans. And she said, they are Cross and Blackwell. I said, they're not. She said, they are. And she dished me up these beans. And they weren't. They weren't nice. So I went to the bin and I pulled out this can. I said, well, what's that say? Heinz. And she, she said, I'll trust you to go and look in the bin. And I said, I can tell the difference. Cross and Blackwell beans have gone. You can't buy celery soup anymore. That's gone. I don't know what's happening. The best beans now are Branston beans. There we are, a little tip from a bean connoisseur, Branston. Just going back to surnames for a minute. I'm looking at an email from uh, Rod. Hello, Rod. He's listed a few here. Mr. or Mrs. I suppose, Hooker. Uh, Miss Panty. Um, that, these are real names, he reckons. P-A-N-T-I-I. Uh, Mr. Rump. Uh, is this a surname? Miss Condom. Coburn, which Coburn, uh, Cockburn. Some of these he's listed are weird. Mr. Dick. I don't know. Uh, uh, Poop. Mr. Poop. Are you sure these are right, Rod? I don't know. I mean, some of them, yeah. Rough. I've heard of Rough. Uh, poor. I've heard of that one. I'm not sure, though. Oh, Jaeger. Yeah, well, that's that's a known one, isn't it? Looney. Mr. Looney. <laughs> I mean, what sort of surname is Mr. Looney? Oh, I mustn't offend people. There might be a Mr. Looney listening. Mr. Dick Long. Dick Long. Oh, these are double barrel names. Dick Champion. Rump Orifice. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to check this, Rod. I think you're making things up here. Oh, he says, just reading further. Yeah, he got these from the internet. So, Stroker Daily. Stroker hyphen daily. Yes, OK. Yeah, look them up on the internet. I'm, I'm going to when I've finished uh, rabbiting to you. I'm going to have a look. Yeah, very interesting, Rod. I'm not, I can't read out some of them. Wanamaker, that's interesting. Yeah, there's Zoe Wanamaker, isn't there? She's a, a, a well-known actress. Can you say actress these days? They all seem to be actors. I think the term actress now has been, I don't know, kicked out into oblivion. I really am beginning to lose touch of all this politically correct or what? what is it? I still don't know what woke means. I Keep trying to find out what woke means. Snow. They mentioned snowflakes on the radio this morning. The the chap on the radio was saying something about, oh, that'll upset all the snowflakes. I'm not quite sure. I think snowflakes are people. Well, I'm woke, isn't it? Easily offended. I don't know. You'll you'll no doubt correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure I am wrong. So uh, anyway, yes, interesting. Rod, those surnames. Some of them. 
well, a lot of them actually, I can't read out. I'm sure, I'm sure one or two of them there you've made up, but I will check, as you suggest, I will check on the internet. Just uh, while my voice is holding up, one more email. This is from Jenny Painstake. Is that right? I've heard of painstaking. Pa Jenny Painstake. Okay. Uh, all right, Jenny, I do believe that's your surname. She says, can you give a big shout out? Now, look, we've been here before. This isn't a radio station. We don't do big shout outs. <laughs> I hate DJ. Who hates DJs? Oh, aren't they awful? Anyway, that's another issue. Okay, Jenny, a big shout out to your friend Rosalind. Hello, Rosalind, a big shout out from me. I don't know, this isn't a radio station, but not to worry. Thanks, Jenny. Nice to hear from you. Miss Payne's take. <laughs> what was it? Miss Demeanor. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not a real... Or is it? Demeanor. That could be a Miss Demeanor. <laughs> no, this is going to get silly now. Look, 40 minutes in. Am I going to stop it here? Will my voice last much longer? Or will I have to go and get a can of beer to lubricate things? No, it's far too early in the morning to drink beer. I don't like drinking lunchtimes. In my teens and early 20s, Sunday lunchtime at the pub, going back to proper pubs, that was great. They opened at 12 and closed at 2. So you had a couple of hours and you see people queuing outside pubs at like 10 to 12. They're queuing outside. Then the door would open at 12. They'd all go in there, have their beers and have a good old natter for two hours, two o'clock, or go home and have Sunday lunch. That was good. I enjoyed those days, uh, having a couple of beers. No, you're not loads, just a couple of beers at lunchtime. But I can't do that now. If I have one beer at lunchtime, or even in the afternoon, say two, three o'clock, I just go to sleep. It's awful. It must be old age. People have said to me, oh, do you want to pop up the pub lunchtime? I don't know what pub they mean, because they've all gone, but do you want to pop up the pub? I've said, no, no, I don't. Don't like drinking lunchtime. Probably catch a cold from someone and a cough, or worse. Well, I think I've lasted quite well, considering I've got this sore throat and a cold, so i uh, probably end it here. Where are we? Just over 40 minutes. Um, I will get back to hourly episodes after Christmas, get all this out of the way, New Year and all that. Then, of course, then, here's the thing. <laughs> We've got the spring. The daffodils pop their little heads up, don't they? Through the snow, except there isn't any snow. Crocus. The, you know, the plural of crocus is crocus. So many people say crocuses and it's wrong. It's annoying. I suppose it's not annoying. I shouldn't get annoyed. People don't know. People are ignorant. Actually, <laughs> I think I'm probably the ignorant one. No, seriously, we've got the spring coming. The longest, no, the shortest day was 21st of December. Longest day is 21st of June. So the evenings are getting lighter already. How about that? Evenings are getting lighter. Trouble is, January and February, they seem to get darker. But I don't know, it can't be. It's weird, isn't it, that the seasons, because winter seems to be a bit out of, out of sync with what's really happening, a bit out of touch. We start getting lighter evenings on the 21st of December when we've got the worst two months ever to come, January and February. But there we are. It's only eight weeks, isn't it? Eight weeks. I tell myself that every year. January and February will soon be gone. It's only eight weeks. Seems more like 20 weeks. OK, happy Christmas. Belated happy Christmas. Hope you enjoyed it all. Where are I? What's today? I forget. Christmas Day, Saturday, Boxing Day, Sunday. That's right. This is Sunday, isn't it? So, yeah, hope you had some good prezzies. 
Hope you didn't eat and drink too much and don't eat and drink too much today. Serious diet. Here we go. New Year's resolutions. I don't do them anymore because they never work. It gets silly. Someone said on the radio the other day, if you're going to do something like give up smoking or lose weight, I want to lose a bit of weight. Forget New Year's resolutions. That's all silly. Just do it. Just any, it doesn't matter what the date. Don't start Monday or right from the first of the month or New Year's resolution, 1st of January, just do it. So if you're going to, the best thing, if you're going to give up the cigarettes, it's just, a, it's no good cutting down. I gave up smoking. I went to the doctor and he sent me to the giving up smoking nurse. And she said, go on Champix tablets. I won't go on about that, but um, go to your doctor and ask for Champix. It really works. You, you carry on smoking. Well, I won't go into all that. Uh, but go to your doctor and ask for Champix. Don't worry about dates. Just go along and do that. Happy New Year. We've got that to come. I don't think we're going to be doing anything with lockdowns. I don't know what's going on. I just dread to think. I haven't even listened to the news recently. I, I don't want to know. We did have a, a family thing planned. But uh, by the look of it, that won't happen. I don't know. Anyway. I shall see you uh, in the new year. I shall see you next year. I can say that now, can't I? See you next year. Take care. Thanks for listening. Raise rants at protonmail.com. Love to hear from you, even if it's just to say rubbish. <laughs> Take care and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now.